Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, yay, indeed, this month, uh, we have decided to do a bit of a themed month, and... It came from a discussion from uh, our big group of guests. We have a big group uh, online space. Um, We've decided to do uh, Women in Film Month. Uh, We were looking at doing a film for International Women's Day, and we went, hmm, it seems like they've done more than one film. So we are doing a month looking at films about women or by women or sometimes both. Uh, and I'm pleased to say we have two uh, people that identify as women here for this first um, film that we're watching, A League of Their Own. And joining me, we have our two guests, our guest who has not seen the film. And it does surprise me that you have not seen this film, <laughs> yeah. Kate O'Sullivan. Yeah, it is very surprising that I have not seen this film. Uh, I think a number of people would be very surprised and also uh, mad at me, probably, mm. that I haven't seen this film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just for the folks at home, Kate, um, who are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm Kate. I am a science educator slash performer slash all of the things. Um and yeah, I also used to play women's baseball, so it very much surprises people that I've yes. not seen this film. Yeah, that's the bit that surprises me. So so what do you know about A League of Their Own? I know it has Madonna in it. I know it has Rosie O'Donnell in it. Um, I know it's about the American Women's Baseball League or some variation of that particular title. Uh, and I know that Madonna wears an excellent baseball outfit that looks nothing like what I used to have to wear on the field. That's now, about it. I know... Almost nothing about baseball. Mm. Uh, just going to throw that one out there. What position did you play? That'll do. <laughs> Would um, be my question. <laughs> I, when I played women's baseball, I usually played on first base because mm. I have a very long wingspan, which means I'm very good at catching balls that don't end up in the direction that they're necessarily supposed to. Uh, but I also used to uh, relief play, play as a relief player for a men's baseball team uh, when mm. they didn't have enough players as their relief pitcher. Mm. So... Um, because it's entertaining to put the girl on the mound and watch all of the guys freak out about what the hell they're going to do. Joining us uh, as our guest who has seen the film, it is Dr. Ellen Sears. How are you, Dr. Ellen? I'm well, thank you, Stephen. Have you recovered from Speed Racer? I have not recovered from Speed Racer yet. (laughs) That was the last film. (laughs) Stephen was like, I want to put you on again for like another thing. Is that all right? Like straight away. I'm like, I mean, the audience might get sick of me, but I'm always happy to be on here. They never get sick of you. I I hope not. They had an entire month of me and Indiana Jones. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That is the film that when Stephen started doing the podcast... Um, and we were talking about like films that we haven't actually seen. He said, yeah, I haven't seen Indiana Jones. I've only seen the fourth one. And I was, I was like, you haven't seen Indiana Jones? And I was very surprised by this. He's like, I tried to watch one once and I fell asleep. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, this seems like it would be right up your alley. Ellen, this, so... is where I, this is where I tell you I haven't seen the fourth one. Mm. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear. Good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was horrified. I just, I, I was like, this just seems like a thing that would really be your jam. And I was really like, what? He gave it mixed reviews. I mean, <laughs> having, having now seen the full trilogy, I can confirm that two of the three are definitely my jam. Mm, I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah, one and three. Two, yeah. not so great. Not so no, great. I watched, so great. That, I watched that with you guys. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't on that episode, but I watched the mm. movie because I hadn't seen it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is terrible. Hey, Alan. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're here to watch A League of Their Own. We are. So in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, um, what can uh, people who have not seen A League of Their Own expect? Okay, full disclosure, it's been a long time since I watched this film. I'm pretty sure I watched it like maybe 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. So it was probably a while ago. Mm. Um, I think we taped it off the TV when Mm. I was a kid. 
and then I might have watched it a couple of times, but I haven't watched it for a really, 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 really long time. Um, my understanding is that it is American baseball, but all the men are off at war. And so basically they're like, oh, well, we have to, we have to have the sports. And so let's bring the women's in. And there's a really excellent scene with somebody doing the splits. Okay. Ooh. Um, is it Tom Hanks? I wish. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's in here as well. Great cast of... Um, ladies but honestly i'm looking forward to getting to rediscover it because it has been a long time since i've seen it and i have sort of tangential memories of a lot of it mm. but yeah sports ball movie but with ladies kind of like i guess like mix mix, mix agent carter with baseball so like bring it on yeah i guess i guess so but like bring it on but baseball yeah cool yeah excellent but All also right. agent carter because that's more kind of like the yeah. ear and the time period yeah, yeah. and the stuff mm. but yeah I remember it being fun. I'm hoping it's still fun. All right. Well, shall we watch it and uh, see if it's fun? Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good to me. I don't care about baseball, so always fun. Two things in a row where you put me on sports films. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's fine. For those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and hey, there's no crying in baseball as we watch A League of Their Own. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching A League of Their Own as part of our Women in Film Month here on the Cinema Catch-Up Club. I'm joined once again by special guests, Dr. Ellen Sears. Hello. And uh, Science's own, Kate O'Sullivan. <laughs> why? Why is that why I'm introduced every time? It's fine. Uh, Kate, that was your first time watching A League of Their Own. Yes. What did you think? I thought that was fun. That was more fun than I thought it was going to be somehow, because mm. I mm. thought it might be more dated mm. than it was, but... Mm. Yeah, I'm glad I watched that. Yeah, for, for a yeah. film made in the very early 90s about um, women's professional sport in the 1940s, mm. surprisingly not awful in most respects. Mm. Uh, and yeah. like, there's things that I'd forgotten about as well, like the fact that they have the scene at the game where they have the women of colour in their own little segregated section yeah. and they play the ball. I was like, that's a nice nod. Like, they're kind of going like, mm. we, you know, Historically, we can't have them actually in the league because they wouldn't Weren't. have been allowed <laughs> yeah. to be. Well, I mean, but I, it was a really lovely nod. Yeah, and one of the few things I do know about baseball, and this is entirely because of uh, the comedian Greg Proops and his podcast, <laughs> which I used to listen to a lot, yeah. um, is is about the segregation of American yeah. sports, yeah, and specifically baseball. Because, Jackie Robinson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Jackie Robinson. This is a couple of years. I know this, and I don't know anything about sports, and I know this because I yeah. read a book about it so, as a kid. But yeah, at this time, um, <laughs> as well as there being this this uh, All American Ladies League or, or yeah. whatever the official name is, I do have it written. All down. American Girls Baseball League yeah. or something. It's Abigail. But but yeah. at the Abigail? yeah at the same time, yeah. you had the the Negro Leagues as they were yeah. called, um, which is where players like Jackie Robinson um, mm. first came through, and mm. it's. I, I yeah I do think it's really interesting just looking at at this this um, segregation of sport through race and also through gender, gender. Yeah. Mm. and I find it interesting from a historical perspective that 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 women's baseball seem to stop after the war in terms of like it runs you see in the at the end of the the Hall of Fame 50s. that it runs to 
1954. And obviously, there is professional women's baseball now. But I find but it really... But it's not the default, no, as is the and, case with a lot of sports. And I, I find it really interesting that, whereas obviously players from the, the, um, the, the Negro Leagues, as it was called, got integrated into uh, mm. Major League Baseball. Um, it's, yeah. it's interesting because... So there is a whole other sport, mm. softball, which I played for many, many years, that is a women, effectively a women's only sport that is similar. Mm. And I can almost guarantee you that if you had put any of the women's baseball players up against anyone in the tri- so the AAA league is not the not Major League Baseball, but it's up there. Mm. The problem is that women aren't as strong; they can't hit as hard, like just physiologically. Mm. So it sort of drops off because it is more interesting. And I hate that I am saying this as a woman who plays these kind of sports. It is more interesting to watch a man throw a ball really fast and hit a ball really hard. Mm. Mm than it is often to watch women in the context of the 1950s and 60s and 70s. It's Mm. what are you going to go and watch? And I hate that I'm saying that Mm. because I will always watch women's softball, women's baseball Mm. when it's on, but it's a thing. Of of all the sports that exist, because there are obviously lots of arguments about why men and women play separately, Mm. but baseball to me seems to be and i'm not an expert mm-hmm. in this but but baseball strikes me as being the sport or one of the sports that would be easier to integrate men and women playing in the same team i have played in mixed teams before mm-hmm. and i think the problem you do come down to the problem of if you you either have to specify how many of each gender you can have on the team like on the field at the same time yeah. and mm. And you absolutely end up with this situation where, like, I'm lucky. I'm a very tall woman with a very long wingspan, and I'm not terrible at baseball. My, mm. I, I won't toot my own horn because it's been a couple of years since I played properly. Mm. Um, so I'm very lucky that I will sit on first base mm. or somewhere like that. But women often get relegated into the outfield because they can't throw as hard or like things like that. That was my entire high school experience. Whenever we were playing, we never really did baseball because the balls were very hard and teenagers are violent. But you would have played softball around us. Oh yeah, no, no. We played softball. We played a lot of, we played softball. I remember very distinctly playing softball and also T-ball at which I spent most of the time hitting the tee that the ball was on. (laughs) That's like I do. I used to, and I am good at that sport. I'm I'm, I'm not. My hand-eye coordination has always been dreadful. There's a reason that I did dancing lessons and not like (laughs) netball or tennis or anything like that because I am garbage at anything that requires me to haul a bat around mm-hmm. so Sorry, did you say netball and hauling a bat around because that, that <laughs> yeah that's how not are you playing netball? That too. no the, no the, the problem the problem with just in general mm. anything that involved mm. like rackets bats and balls i was always very bad at at school yeah. and part of that is because i was very small for my age and i had very bad hand-eye coordination so the amount of times somebody would do a chest pass and it would go straight into my face <clears throat> I'm not going to lie, I probably would have been that person. I'm really sorry. Like, no, no, look, that's, 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 who, that's yeah. fine. And, you know, I, I, I didn't have a high reach for basketball. I didn't have, you know, I could do sprints, but I had to hit the ball first. Yeah. And, and that it, was the problem. I couldn't hit it. Mm-hmm. And I was also left-handed. And people were trying to teach me how to do stuff right-handed. And I was like, I can't do oh, this. Oh, man, if you're a lefty, you're like a godsend in softball and baseball because... You Except just, I couldn't hit the ball. That was yes. the problem. Um, <laughs> no, but I think it is, it is one of those things where mm. what you end up with on a mixed team, for example, is you'll have the pitches will end up being men, mm. regardless of... I mean, I'm like, I, as I said earlier, I 
uh, relief pitch, used to relief pitch for a D-grade men's team. Mm. And the reason that I would do well is because I was slower at pitching than everyone else. So, and they, so would, they'd, they would... They'd swing early. Yeah. Right. And so I had, I had the highest like pitching average of anyone in that league mm. exclusively because, because... Because they were used to people They were used to people pitching really, faster. Really fast. right. And so it's one of those things where it is hard when you are relying on the speed of something being thrown at someone mm. to balance that gender and not end up with, well, all pitchers are men and all second basemen are men or whatever it is, yeah. which is a less fun way to play a sport than being like, well, let's just split it and women will play with women because then we can do all of the different things on that mm. sport. Mm. I, also, I, also, I also couldn't pitch for peanuts. I can, mm. I, when I was in primary school, I could throw it underarm, but I couldn't do overarm because it would just go straight into the dirt. That's how good my aim was. Mm. I was a uh, base, baseball pitcher, <laughs> softball catcher, softball first bag, and baseball first bag. So, yeah, yeah, I hated sport. Oh, and center field because I could throw <laughs> far when I, mm. if they needed me in the outfield. I couldn't do any of those things. I feel as though we've deviated slightly from talking <laughs> yes, about the film. Yes, we have. Uh, but you did ask and I answered. So. <laughs> I, well, uh, well, that's just it, though. That, that's the thing, is yeah. that I, I think... Um, what this film does really well because it is very entertaining but mm. it also shows um that this was a legitimate sports mm. league which and i i they think hit they worked hard yeah like i love the fact that they you know showed the bruises mm. and showed them getting injured yeah. and had them with their you know knees strapped up but, and but dirt I, I, on their faces and yeah. stuff i love that i, I feel as though it, it it has to be said because the, the perception I think does exist but mm. with some women's sports where men also play it and it is traditionally viewed as being a, a man's sport that, I think I think that, mo- I think most sports where there's men's and women's team unless it's like yeah. a feminine sport yeah like but, netball say. but yeah and I, <laughs> but I feel as though what what this film does really well is that the quality of the actual sport sporting achievement of mm. the characters who are taking part is not under examination like no. it's like they're good yeah yeah like Do- dotty's great kit is a bit temperamental but but is good you know uh madonna like may whatever her name was um midge midge may, midge I don't may. Know. Yeah. may. um she you know she was a good um catcher that's that's a term she uh, she, she she played well in the outfield yeah 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 uh, yeah. yeah so you know th- th- their, their sporting prowess was never under question and no. i think that's why this film is really interesting because it explores what the expectations were of these amateur athletes going into a professional environment but a professional environment that was treating them differently because they were women yes. like the the, the lady lessons that they had to do and the fact that the uniforms were not... So impractical. Not, not, like, not like accurate, but... Mm, and like, yeah. these, these two absolutely heard me just go, mm, no. Very but, unhappy sad like, noises. Oh, man. Like, yeah. I I played softball in... The, the league that I played in was long socks and shorts. Mm. That was bad enough because we had, like, gaps between the bottom of our shorts and yeah, the top of, of our socks. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my legs would turn pretty colours when I like slid and I'd end up green and brown and covered in. Whereas one of the other clubs I played for had long pants and you're like, yes, long pants. I can slide and not worry about. And I'm like, I would never want to play in a skirt. Heck no. No. Especially not a short skirt. Oh, I mean, at least they had the satin shorts are accurate to the time period. But mm. like <clears throat> when they showed that massive bruise on mm. her thigh, I was like, yep, yep. I've had one of those. Mm, they hurt. Mm. That yeah. looks real bad. Yeah. That was a real beauty of a, mm. of a, of a bruise mm. um yeah but 
like because I've I've not seen this film before, so hmm. so for me it was interesting because it's about as I remembered it. Yeah, it, I, I found it interesting um, because it's it's a sport that I I just don't care for generally. <laughs> it's like, okay. Like if if baseball is on the TV, I'm not in front of the TV. Basically, yeah. it doesn't draw me in. Uh, but also, I find the I find the culture around baseball fascinating. Mm. Um, and yeah. I know my Again. team. Yeah. I have an I have an American baseball league like team that is my team. Who is your team? Uh, San Francisco Giants, baby, always. Um, oh, <laughs> like, and I went to see them at AT and T mm. Park when I first yeah. went to the states. So that was the first thing I booked. Not my accommodation in San Francisco. No, mm. my tickets to go watch the Giants. Yeah, Duh. amazing. Yeah. So like, and and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I I find that with baseball, I am fascinated by people's fascination with it. Like I mentioned, Greg Proops before. Yeah, I know th- he also supports the the Giants. So, so like I know names like Satchel Page, who Tim uh, Lincecum was the pitcher, still have a shirt with his number on the back. Like. Yeah, like yeah, Satchel Page, who was uh, another one of the uh, like uh, Negro League players, mm-hmm. and and all these things. And I find that you know all this culture around going to the baseball and that there's just like 400 games a season or whatever the number is. Like, it's ridiculous. It, it's a fascinating world. And I think this film does a really great job of capturing a very specific moment of it. Mm. I think what was really interesting for me was it absolutely cat- captured what I remember going to games. It's that mm. it's the real family environment, but like everyone kind of egging each other on and building it up. And it almost felt to me like there were moments when we stepped away from the baseball element of it all mm. that felt like the weak points in the film for me. I was like, dang it, like I'm on this ride. Oh, and then well, you just baseball. kind of went, eh? and mm. did a rom-com. I'm like, give me the baseball back. I, I think, good. <laughs> I think largely the film didn't steer too far away from it though. Like, like it, it had all the moments that you were expecting uh, the film yeah. to have like well you ladies aren't allowed to go fraternize with men cue fraternizing go with men no, see, that, yeah. that she's the ugly so one oh it, she's the first one to get married out of them it was know. more it was more like you know oh well she's gonna you know her husband's come back and so she's gonna go back and i'm like yeah but she's gonna come back of course she is well, if, yeah and there's that made me like well of course she's gonna come back and it's gonna be the last game of however many i think i said i was like oh so they're going to seven mm. okay and then uh, the last thing is gonna be she's, she's there with her sister, sister and i'm just like yeah. It got to the point where I was like, oh, you, it was so good. And then I was like, but you then took the foot off the accelerator and it just mm. felt like I knew what was going to happen two minutes before I needed yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's partially a product of like, there's been so many sports films and films along that same yeah. sort of mould and they always have the whole, oh, it's the, the, and then, you know, you've got Bill Murray turns up, dun, 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 dun. Like that was kind of what it felt like a little bit, you know what yeah. I mean? You know what, now that you mention it, we have done quite a lot of sports films lately. Yeah, we have. Or films with like a sport, like, you know, the Speed Racer, obviously. Yeah, with, Speed Racer. With a kind of motorsport in there, but also yeah. Space Jam. <laughs> the, the interesting thing, I, I think though, is is how many of those that those tropes that we associate with sports films have come from films subsequent to this. And I wonder if A League of Their Own was quite influential in... Yeah, I wonder if it suffers yeah. because I've seen... Because we've seen... Other sports-related films. I mean, Jam and... Well, my, my gut feel is like, every Mighty Ducks film. I was like, yep. Yeah. So he's going to leave and they're going to... like. It, yeah. 
I like the I like the fact as well though, like you know, like she left and then she just kind of pops back up again, and he's like, oh, and like the husband is like a very underdeveloped character. He's just like, I'm at the war, and then he came back, but it wasn't like he was like, no, you can't come back. Like, if if this film was made today, I feel like it would be like, no, you can't go back. It'd be like, no, I have to go back for my sister. I was glad that blah, that blah, scene blah. did not exist. I was yeah. Like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I yeah, was, was like, yes, brilliant. Oh, Bob's alive. Great. I have a reason to go home now. Oh, one more game. Okay. Um, the the casting in this film, I think, was generally very good really good um, and especially the old and young versions as well yeah holy we were, we, I think at the end we were like kit they, they are the correct kit and dotty well done yeah. casting team yeah, I mean, amazing wow. yeah i mean and yeah. they all had the little like the the body stuff and like everything yeah. like you could tell i think yeah. that, physically. i think it helped that the Beautiful. younger actors were doing the voices of the older actors so that was Gina Davis's voice yeah. on Old Dolly. Yeah. Like they... I didn't notice that specifically, but yeah. that's cool. I, I, the only one I think suffered from that, and I think it's because it is really hard to look like Madonna, is, <laughs> yeah. is Matt. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm really sorry. Like, you're palling around with clearly Rosie O'Donnell, yeah. but yeah. You're, not, you're, not quite... you're not old Madonna. I'm yeah. real sorry. <laughs> no, like, no. Uh, to be honest, they could have just put, Madonna in there and she would look like current old Madonna so. I mean that's a that's a good point I did like the yeah. girl who came back and it was like you look exactly the same I, I had married a, plastic, a surgeon. plastic surgeon yeah beautiful yeah. yeah that's a slightly horrifying thought though doing surgery on your partner yeah I mean, there's probably some ethical I can make you look the same thing. forever Ugh. yeah no. No, that's a bit mm, okay mm, let's yeah. move on from that yeah. um <laughs> yeah uh Gina Davis is very good she's very good she's great she's so tall yeah she's pretty she, and yeah. really good at stuff. Yeah, she's just. But, but that's think, my review of <laughs> Gina Davis. Tall, pretty good at stuff. Yeah. But I think the thing with Gina Davis that's really interesting for this film is quite often the the lead in the sports film is is the one that has the least personality because mm. all the interesting stuff for them generally comes through their actions, unless it's like a flawed sportsman. Mm. Yeah, and uh, which is Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but, but Dotty is not a flawed sportsman and I think they do a really good job of actually giving her some character mm. uh, and some decisions that she has to make um, and obviously with, with her relationship with Kit um, mm. is is really the central crux of the film to the point where she throws the World Series to let her sister win a game or well, it feels like it feels like she it, could be about to throw the yeah, World Series they, they yeah. never specify that that's what happens but it does feel a little bit like she wanted that to happen. Well, yeah. she's then dressed in racine yellow afterwards, mm. so clearly she's she's traded some visually, but, she, but she's like, but she like she's bought that. She's, she's both. She's like, I'm buying the flag, but I'm in the other colors. And, yeah. But also, like, mm. she'd established that baseball yeah. wasn't the most important thing to her. No, mm. and I really like the fact that it, you know Jimmy makes a very good point um, in his like, you know, you're gonna miss this when it's gone because that is something that's very common for like professional athletes at the top level. Mm. But for her, that was never. It, it baseball was never really her great love. Yeah, it's it's the thing of you. You can be very good at a sport. Mm. I mean, I'm probably a classic example of this in some respects, in that I was very a very good netball player, mm. and I didn't love it enough in a competitive enough way yeah. to go beyond like a certain level. level. I didn't want to commit my life to playing netball yeah. because that's not. I wanted to do theatre and other things as well. And mm. it it's one of those things where you're like, I'm here and I'm playing and I'm very good, but 
It's not my That's thing. That's not my life. This isn't what this I want to do. This isn't my life. And then what? people are like, but why aren't you mm. doing this thing? And you're like, because it's not my thing. They're like, but you're good at it. It's like, I got told off cool. for not doing rowing in high school because I'm flexible enough. But and but I was just like, I don't want to get up at five in the morning in winter. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whereas obviously for Kit, it was her way out of that, that home situation yeah. where she, she wasn't Gina Davis. That was the problem. Mm. Uh, and... And I, the, you know, the whole reason Dottie was there was so that her sister could have a crack at the tryouts, and yeah. it it just was, I think, quite a nice through line where mm. she enjoyed it. You know, she had fun. It's but... nice. It's it's nice also to see like an antagonistic sort of like sibling relationship, but like very realistic. Yeah, no, and... I, I completely believe they were. Siblings. Yeah, no, absolutely, just. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Um, we, we did mention Tom Hanks briefly. Yeah, that's, oh, that's bringing him in as, as Jimmy. He's a mess. He's such a dick. He's so... What a great character. He's so good in this, though. He's and like, brilliant, yeah. Like, Tom Hanks, obviously, this wasn't his first film with uh, the director, Penny Marshall. Obviously, they've worked on Big and other things before. And mm. she got good performances out of Tom Hanks, yeah. just in general. This is this is post... When was Philadelphia. This, Philadelphia's after this. this Philadelphia's after this. like two, three years after yeah, this. Yeah, so he still hasn't done like his really big, like, it's two years dramatic prior, prior to Forrest Gump as well. Breakout mm. roles. Yeah, yeah, so he hasn't done like his big, big, like, career defining I mean, he's done big. We he's, should done, he's, done, he's done big, but he hasn't done like those really career defining <laughs> yeah. things like Forrest Gump. Like, mm. and I think it's really interesting you mentioned Forrest Gump because I think you can see in this mm. where Forrest Gump comes from yeah like you can bit, see yeah. the physicality stuff that he is so good at in this mm. yeah, in the first good. half of the yeah film. with jimmy's dicky knee dicky knee and i'm like oh okay now i understand where like you're like oh you need someone to play someone like forrest gump you're like oh mm. of course you do of, of course mm. he's a really good actor yeah. and i think as well like um we've talked about him before on the podcast because obviously he was doing like a lot of rom-coms and things in the 80s and mm. The 90s. And then he sort of like broke out into a couple of like really big, serious roles. It was when we did Castaway. Yeah. And we were like, holy crap, he's great in this. Mm. Um, and we were like, yeah, he sort of started off in all these rom-coms and then started taking on these really meaty roles and doing these great characters. And it's like, damn, dude. Yeah. Like, he's, he's great in this. He's a fantastic actor. He's and in really this, good actor. it's just nice to see him play someone who is Awful. almost completely unredeemable. Like, he, he, he improves the slightest amount over yeah. the course. He becomes. Of the film less of a giant ass yeah. but is still a giant ass like when yeah. he's when he's chastising i like that um that's the, very realistic I, I can't remember the character's name but the lady who has the son that's at the game who Shirley? does the yelp and lose the blonde one yeah and yeah. he's he, we've seen him rag on her and just shout at her Until and this is like the world series yeah. game and she's not playing well and he he does that wonderful thing where he's shaking but he says just work on it <laughs> work on it for next season and she's like yeah, of course. She's like, you're valuing me I as a will. team member. And he's just like still shaking after she walks off. And it's like, he has improved the tiniest amount. And he I didn't make her cry at the World he didn't, Series. He didn't, he didn't in the final game. At well her. done. But I, I really love the fact that Jimmy as a character didn't go through some like big, oh, I'm going to be better because these women taught me to be better kind of thing. Oh, I don't know. I, I think... mean, he goes, I'm not going to go coach the men. I'm going to stay with the women's league. I'm like, mm, no, but I, I, I didn't mind that because yeah. clearly he's got a lot of growing still to do but also i think jimmy was somewhere where he actually kind of had a place he wasn't just being yeah, shuffled around by mm. mr hershey or whatever his name was the guy that was running the um ira something something I, li- who's, yeah. I like i like as well that there wasn't necessarily like there was that one moment where he decided to stand up because he was like how come you're running the team and i'm not mm. and he had that little like 
tete-a-tete. Tete-a-tete with, with, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, with, um, Dottie. With Dottie. Um, but, but that's pretty much it. Like, mm. again, if this was being made now, there'd be like this big build up thing and he'd like realize the error of his ways and then he'd be like, oh, I'm going to start coaching you all now. It was just very like, there was that one mm. scene and then it wasn't like a big, I've completely changed my way, which is normally what happens in these kind of films. Mm. Yeah. I, he, I, did, he remained a dickhead, but he just sort of slowly became more involved, like against his will. Mm. Yeah. He was just kind of like, I'm here. I suppose yeah. I'll do some stuff. Yeah. Initially against his will, but, but by the end of it, I think he was someone who genuinely was like, enjoying himself. <laughs> not maybe not enjoying himself, but he, he'd found somewhere that was a place for him. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and like people that wanted him, not maybe not to succeed, but just wanted him to, to not have a terrible time, I guess. Like, I, I think that there could have, there could have been room to or it could have potentially seen like a future story with those characters after Dottie's left the team and with him trying to coach them and seeing how they go in the Think next of our season. Own too. Um but but <laughs> I do have to the say that cages made I, excellent. I do have to say I really love the fact that he bragged about a one night stand in his team prayer I in the World series. I was just like, oh I want to slap you so bad. It was like you uh, you have not changed that, that much, much, and I really, really respect the film for that. In your team prayer for a room full of women. Yeah. Mm. He's like, you know, she, de- oh she, Lord, kept calling she out definitely your name. said your name that night, and they're all just looking at each other like, wow, this guy's a piece <laughs> of You work. started well, and you fell yeah. down the hole. I mean, yeah. considering that the first time that he met the team, he just walked in and just, like, basically chucked a piss directly all in front of them all. Yeah, with Madonna running a timepiece to find out how long for. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's got lots of really great funny moments it is funny. in it though. Like obviously Rosie O'Donnell. Oh my god, she's great. I will I will just watch her do stuff on mm. screen a lot, and I'm just like, yep. Yeah, I like you. how for a lot of this she was like, like you just couldn't understand what she was just ah, just shouting in the background. I'm like, I love you, Rosie O'Donnell. You know what's great. really funny is you say that, and I'm like, yeah, I know what she was saying, but mostly because I've played enough baseball to be like, yeah, yeah that, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just that thick Bronx accent, oh, just man. calling people out, and it's just yeah, delightful. Yeah, and, and I have to say, I when I heard that Madonna was in this film, I you was were like, like mm, okay, because I know that some, 1991. Yeah, you know, sometimes there are films mm. where she's not great, uh, but this I would have to say is not one of them. I think that she's actually she's cast well in this film. Yes, she's playing exactly the right character, and she looks like she is having fun. And that dancing, goddamn girl. Mm. They all look like they're having an absolute blast on this film. Yeah. Like, mm. I mean, you mentioned during it that what, that some of the bruises and scuffs and stuff are legitimate, mm. if not all of them. And I'm like, yeah, that would that would suck. But also, you're still having a great time, despite the fact that you've just slid into the ground yeah. probably 35 times to get that shot. Like, yeah. and it's like like at the very end when the uh, the credits they mm. have the 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 old ladies playing who were women that played in those leagues in the late 40s and early 50s. And there, one of them did a slide where we were like, damn, that was impressive. <laughs> Once you know how to fall, you know how to fall for life. I mean, yeah, yeah there is but, that. Yeah, the, the, and the, then she's, <laughs> that was in, that was in. Oh, yeah. Like having a fight with the ref, the ref's like, that was amazing. Yeah. It might, it might be a ball tomorrow. It might've been a ball yesterday, but today it's a strike. Like, yeah. Yep. It was, oh. uh, it, there was a real sense of just fun and joy. Uh, from from this film and I I don't think it took itself 
too seriously, mm. but no. but it's still told a good serious story. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it it just sort of balanced really nicely. It did a lot of things quite well. Mm. Um, Kate, normally mm. when we're on, we ask you uh, what the science. Yes. Um, there's not a huge amount of um, nope. what the science to talk about in terms of egregious scientific errors. N- no. Um, what I will. I have two questions. Yeah. Uh, my first one would be uh, just general baseball physics, because you're making a lot of wincy noises at the way people's shoulders were moving. Yeah, look, I mean, as someone who doesn't play, or rather stopped playing because I used to throw sidearm probably more often than I should, mm. um, look, your shoulder is a very delicate thing. You're supposed to throw a certain way. And yeah. sometimes if you are watching people throw baseballs in a movie, they're not throwing them in a way that is going to be sustainable for their shoulders long-term. Right. Um, and there was a lot of sidearm coming out of the outfield. And I'm like, look, you're going to hurt yourself. Mm. Sure. It's the 1940s. You don't know that you're going to hurt yourself right now, but like, <clears throat> ow. Mm. Um, but like in general, the pitching actions were mostly fine. Although I am still bemused as to how Kit went from pitching really good softball to baseball in like a month. But sure. Mm. <laughs> The other question I have is, how much fluid would Jimmy have had to have taken on to pee for that long at that rate? Uh, that would very much depend on how much urine he is dumping out of his urethra at a yeah. given time. I can't tell what his flow rate was, so well, I can't it answer was, that question. There was, a, <laughs> there was a good, solid, like, initial whiz, mm. tiny break, <laughs> a good, solid second lot. And I can tell you the length of time that he weed for was 53 seconds. So that foley artist had a lot of fun. Yeah, that foley artist did have a lot of fun. I can tell you that that foley artist, because uh, it's in the trivia, is none other than the film's director Penny Marshall. Hey. Um, <laughs> and the great thing is, nobody in that scene, not even Tom Hanks, knew how long he was going to be weeing for. Amazing. Because she was there basically with a hose and a bucket, and they just had to react to it. Yeah. Until she was like, okay, that's, that's enough. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. That's amazing. No, I think I think it's one of those things where I'm like, look, I could answer that question. I could mathematically work it out. I don't care. I'm much that's... happier that it's Penny Marshall with a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's lovely. Oh, and he's only in the early bits of the film, but John Lovitz. Oh my god. John Lovitz. What a jerk. What a great character. <laughs> what an amazing character. Every line, a little piece of gold. Oh. All right, ladies. Don't, okay, what was it? Okay, cowgirls, don't eat the grass. It's for playing on, not for eating. <laughs> like, he was superb. Oh. He's, he, he just, again, it's really fun seeing someone play a convincing asshole. Uh, and... But an asshole in a way that you're like, oh, but I love you. You're amazing. Yeah. But like, mm. I think I think I think both of those kind of like main male characters in this who yeah. were dickheads were consistent. Yeah. Yeah, and like to be honest, the only one who was any way decent was um, Lowenstein mm. because he believed in it as just like a genuine sporting property. I don't know the empathetic referee. Oh, he was great <laughs> as well. Tom Hanks out of the game. Yeah, credited as empathetic get referee. Out, get, out. get out! You look like a penis in a hat. <laughs> And he just lost you it. You took it the wrong way. You took it the wrong way. How <laughs> else do you take that? He went from no to whoa. <laughs> he went from like nothing to let's fight in oh no time God. at all. That was incredible. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I suppose Bob wasn't too bad either. Like he, he just was like, I got shot in the foot. I'm back. Oh, you want to play a game? Great. Nelson wasn't bad either. The 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 one who got married to um, yeah. Marla. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he loved her and that was just... Yeah. And actually her, her dad. Her dad. I, I was like, oh, 
Oh, that's nice. He's, a dad a... who taught her to bat like ambidextrously is. Yeah. A... No one does that. No, no one bats yeah. both ways. You know, there are actually a lot of really great men in this film. Now I think about I, it, I will say a lot of them get very little screen time. Yeah, because then, but because which is not kind of nice because it's a film about women. Yeah, yeah, it's a film about women. Yes, uh, but no, uh, just John Lovitz, wonderful. That Te- terrible tie and moustache. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I had your job, I'd shoot myself. <laughs> like he was just. <laughs> They he, he say anything wondering. about these girls, but they can run. <laughs> Chasing the train. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you put these animals on a leash? I will say her hat Chickens. was remarkably stuck to her head yeah. <laughs> running down the train platform. Yeah, there was a lot of pins, I think. A lot of pins. Um, would you guys like some trivia about a league of their own? Please. Trivia. All of this trivia is sourced from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. And we begin with the filming of the World Series games, the mm-hmm. big sequence at the end. Uh, the stars took turns entertaining the extras who were unpaid extras. Uh, Tom Hanks did a puppet show over the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now my brain's like, you look like a penis in a hat. Rosie O'Donnell did stand-up comedy. Amazing. And various actors pretended to sing Madonna, be, pretended to be Madonna, sorry, well, and sang, sang her songs when she uh, dis- dis- declined to perform for the... Um, <laughs> for I'm the really theaters. sorry, but, like, just do it, Madonna. Like, just... Yeah. There, was a lot, there was a lot of trivia. Like, no, I'm here as an actor. There was a lot of trivia in this about her being a little bit precious, and I've sort of siphoned off most of it because it's, it's not that interesting. No, it, it, it unfortunately feels like it tracks with what I would expect. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, actresses auditioning for the film had to prove they could play baseball... All, all of the actresses cast in the film uh, did their own baseball stunts with the exception of Gina Davis. That is fair. Um, mm. Because, and I will say, the, posi- so the position that she played in that mm. is not one that you would, like, I would not expect the average actor to be a very good catcher. She's not the build of a typical catcher either, yeah. so... Uh, speaking of Davis, for the famous splits catch, uh, she had a stunt double slide into the split. Although Davis could do the splits as shown, she couldn't slide into it, yeah. which was the key thing. That's hard to do. Yeah. Like, that's hard to do. I tore a hamstring doing that. Also, twice. On that dirt would not be yeah, fun. Yeah, also. Owie. Yeah. You would end up with um, dirt in the skirt, as the back of that bus said. You oh my God, would. racing, dirt in the skirt. Yeah. Mm. Those shoes would also be very, very difficult to do. And as well, because like, so... So when Especially she does the split, her left foot is actually flexed, which mm. means that there's a greater stretch in the muscles in the back of the leg. So mm. that's actually harder to do. You need to have more flexibility through the hamstrings. Although, to be fair, I would expect that with cleated shoes, because if you didn't do it that way, you would get very stuck in the dirt. You would get very stuck in the <laughs> yeah. dirt. Mm. But yeah, that's just an added level of difficulty mm. in terms of mm. actually being flexible enough to do that. That, mm. like, that shit's hard. That's something that I remember from watching it last time and just being like, that's impressive. Uh, John Lovitz had a more substantial role in the film's initial cut. Mm. During the extensive post-production editing and screening process, the filmmakers used only his meanest comments and most obvious punchlines because the audience were roaring with laughter at everything he said. They decided to focus on these moments, cut out um, extra material, and ended up with one of the most popular elements in the yeah. final film. That feels I, right. I think he's in it like just the right amount. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the screenwriters wrote the part of Ernie Cappadino specifically for him. Yeah, that feels that right. I, I would have liked maybe a little peppering of him in a little bit later in the film, just as a just like, ah, like, oh, you would have known these broads, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, I found I, I pulled these broads out of you know 
Wherever. Middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oregon. Oregon. Like, just because he feels like the kind of person who would have done that big nota yeah. kind of stuff. Now give me more money. The film portrays the league as initially unpopular and unprofitable uh, until demeaning gimmicks are used to attract male audiences, whereas the reality was the league was popular and profitable from the beginning, largely because it was played in towns in the upper Midwest that had no way of watching live baseball games. Eventually, the league grew into a 10-team, two-division league, but the advent of televised baseball games in the 50s led to the demise of the popularity in the league. Mm. Which makes sense. Mm. There's not a lot of popular midwestern baseball teams mm. sadly mm. whereas somewhere like new york has multiple there's a dime a dozen there's probably there's not a dozen <laughs> <laughs> that's true i'm just having like finding forest of flashbacks now yeah, yeah. Mm. uh director penny marshall cast her daughter tracy rayner um sorry reiner even because it's rob reiner mm. um mm. uh, uh they, yeah, she cast tracy as betty spaghetti um and her brother, Gary Marshall, was Walter Harvey. Not mm. Hershey, as I said earlier. Uh, but yeah, Walter um, Harvey. Uh, Gary was cast at the last minute because Penny couldn't afford her original choice for the part, Christopher Walken. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> These ladies can't play the baseball. We're going to shut it down. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. He was good, though. Thank you, Thank yeah. you, for, thank you, Christopher Walken, for not being available for this film. Jimmy! <laughs> Gary Marshall's good though. Y- you mm, drink too good. much. Stop it! Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I love a Christopher Walken appearance, but I not think it would have been distracting. No. Yeah. I think it would have been distracting yeah. uh, and not good. Tom Hanks gained thirty pounds in preparation for this role. Yeah, he did look crap in this. Yeah, like he looked good. like he looked bloaty and yeah. like he was an alcoholic. Good uh, job. He attributed the weight gain to a nearby Dairy Queen. Uh, (laughs) During filming, Penny Marshall encouraged Hanks to keep eating whilst trying to get Rosie O'Donnell to eat as little as possible. Oh, wow. Which, I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, over the course of the... I assume that they filmed it in roughly chronological order. Mm. Would be my assumption. But in which case, she needs to progressively get thinner Mm. as she goes from playing a bit at home... To being a professional. ...to playing all the time. And... You know, it's that thing of sports people do. They go from whatever figure you are to slimmer just by the nature of playing a bunch of sport. Mm. The studio wanted uh, Jimmy and Dottie to get together in this film. Uh, There was even a kiss at one point. But Penny Marshall didn't want to distract audiences with a love story, so it was cut. Go Penny Marshall! Especially not a love triangle when she's already married as well. Were they going to kill her husband? Probably. (laughs) Anyway. My guess well, is, I'm really glad that didn't happen. My guess is Betty Spaghetti's husband was not the one that would have originally died in the war. Mm. And it would have been real gross and I would have hated it. So I'm glad I'm that rolling they did my eyes that. really hard right now. I'm yeah. really glad that didn't happen. Do you, Thank you, do Penny you Marshall. Do you feel as though, because we are talking about women in film and we have mm. obviously Penny Marshall, who is a, oh, was, mm. she's sadly no longer with us, but yeah. uh, was, was a fantastic um, female director. Do you feel as though it was important that this film was directed by a woman? I think so. And if so, because otherwise we would have ended up with that terrible love story and mm. we would have been like, oh no, why? I think it Ew. would have been really easy to cheapen a lot of what is a historical retelling, uh, yeah. a fictionalized retelling of a historical event. Mm. Yeah. It would have been really easy to cheapen that. And mm. I think it's interesting because the show that I'm current, the theater show I'm currently working on mm. is a 
feminist historical story, which is also being directed by a woman, and it's very it would be very easy to accidentally cheapen it. Mm. But I think by having women at the helm of productions like yeah. this, mm. it's it means that those things don't get cheapened. It's yeah. it's less would it have been bad? Mm. Don't know. But is it made better by that? Yeah. Mm. I, I think potentially. I, I think also Penny Marshall being a massive baseball fan helps. Um, Mm. does help as well it's mm. she is the perfect person to make this film and you know she she was interested in the history of, of the women's professional league part of the idea for this film came from her watching a documentary on it um mm. like like i don't think this film would have necessarily happened at all had penny marshall not gone i think we should make this film mm. um but but uh, yeah I, I i think it is worth asking as well but also i i agree i i think that Specifically, Penny Marshall as an individual with an interest, with her experience of being a woman and with her experience mm. of, of being a big baseball fan, is absolutely the right person to make this film. Mm. Um, I, I do think had it been an idea from, instead of it being a passion project, had it been an idea from someone in a studio going, you know what, we should make a league of their own. This is a story that we genuinely think should be told. I could see them doing the the accidental errors um, and, and possibly a few very deliberate ones as well. Mm. Um, even if they'd cast another director, it would have probably been a male director realistically at the time. Mm. Um, and even if it was, you know, a well-meaning uh, feminist male baseball fan, I, 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 I think it. W- you're right. It would have probably not worked as well. Yeah, and I'm not. And I'm, by no means am I saying that like men can't tell stories like this because I think yeah. they can. But sometimes there are some stories that just the female hand in them can mm. add so much that just cannot be added if you don't come from yeah. that background. Yeah, mm. because otherwise you just end up with a bunch of people all like kind of circle joking on the same ideas. I think it's really important to have people with that life experience in the room, whether that's and, and I mean this 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 goes across all all all, you know, anybody who isn't a cishet white man essentially. So women, mm. people mm. of colour. Absolutely. You know, all all of those kind of like People who are like like queer, disabled, like all all of those marginalized minorities, like they yeah. And I think you need to get them in the room. One of the things that I think would have been really interesting is if you'd had a male director, would you have had the um the woman of colour throwing the baseball back Mm. yeah to them scene just because I don't or or even if it was someone who wasn't a massive baseball fan, would you have had that? Like there's just little things that I'm like that's really nice. Yeah. And I really like that. That are they're mm. not big deals, but like even the mm. you know Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell being like, we have to do this in a skirt. No, this is like we need to be in pants. Like that's such a thing that if you're a person who loves baseball, you're like, yes, I do need to be in pants. Why am I in this skirt? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think there was a really strong attention to detail just in general. You pointed mm. out the the satin shorts that mm. we saw when. Yeah. Um, kit was being carried into the shower by jimmy like you know th- little details like that were present throughout the film and i think that just speaks to a production that really cared about the film that they were yeah. telling mm. Aes- aesthetically it was beautiful like and mm. looking at like the costuming and like the, the set design and everything i mean even in the like like modern day like late 80s early 90s type modern day stuff that they had like all of that was also like it was very very clear mm. time and place uh, a couple more trivia mm. points here. Yeah. Um, Laurie Petty, who played Kit, 
uh, caused herself to bleed during her scenes with John Lovitz because she was consistently biting on her tongue to stop herself from laughing. Uh, mm. <laughs> so, I'm glad she thought he was as funny as we do. Yeah. But, I also think like that that's a review as a comic. Where it's like, I am bleeding because I need to, to not laugh right now. <laughs> uh, Madonna's stand-in uh, for this film was Melissa Totten, who has performed as Madonna impersonator at Las Vegas stage shows uh, for many years. Oh, well. So, you know, good for her. Tracks, yeah. uh, the bar scene where the girls sneak out um, for a night on the town mm. was originally going to be filmed at the Hornet's Nest, a bar restaurant in Indiana. The owners of the Hornet's Nest did spontaneous renovations in preparation <gasps> for filming. The producers decided the changes didn't fit with the setting they were going for and found a new location. Oh, how would you be? Mm. Be like, God damn it. Yeah. But like... You know, that's that thing of, you know, if you get cast slash picked as a location, don't change anything. You've been yeah. picked for a reason. Like, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. The final bit of trivia, just to go back to John Lovitz. <laughs> uh, he was so into one scene that he didn't notice that off camera a cow was giving birth. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Which I like to think is, you know, just him going like, can someone get that thing to shut up or whatever And there's just this cow like, in yeah. the background. I'm uh, really sorry, we can't actually stop this one. This yeah. one's not uh, under our control. Uh, the farm named the cow after the director, Penny Marshall. Oh, that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> that brings us to the end of our review of A League of Their Own. Um, and it's time for us to score the film. And Kate, it was your first time watching a league of yeah. their own. What would you give it out of ten? It's hard because there's things that like we haven't talked about that I'm like I would pick apart a little bit about this film. I'm yeah. them in now. Absolutely. Well, no, more in terms of like um, you know it is dated a little bit. There's some bits that feel less mm. like would I watch it again? Absolutely. Mm. Would it? It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. There's it, a couple of bits like. Like, Jimmy is not meant to be a nice person, but the stuff with that older lady that was helping out the team, where he's, like, slapping her on the butt and stuff. Yeah, there's just some bits where I'm like... I loved you in The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Yeah. Well, that one, that specific line, I was like, you're being a dick, but that, like, contextually is quite a good line. That's quite a current pop culture reference to be making. Yeah. But, but, But also... I think it was only there just to show him being, being a dick. And we had plenty of instances of that already. Yeah. And we had, you know, I, there were bits, as I said, like I was like, I started getting a bit on the predictable side at the end. Um, mm. So I think I'm going to give it seven and a half uh, bonus chocolate bars for naughty small boys out of, mm. out of 10. That kid was so good. I have to say though, the, 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 <laughs> The guy that played him as, as, an, as an adult, adult. like oh. there because his mum had passed away. Yeah. Was, he was great. He was real great. Again, yeah. casting. Yeah. Spot on in this whole film. Mm. Amazing. What about you, Dr. Alan? What score would you give it out of 10? Um, I'm going to give it eight really, really, really long peas <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like this film. I liked it the last time I watched it, which was a long time ago, and I liked it this time as well. Yeah. I'm probably a little bit more um, critical of it this time than I would have been when I watched it the first time. But yeah, it's a good mm. film. Mm. Yeah, Worth a watch. For me, um, it it was good. I, 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 had a, I had a good time watching it. It's fun. It bounces along. It's quite long. It's about two hours, which, um, you know, when I saw that running time, I was a little bit 
concerned <laughs> with it being a, a fairly traditional sports film. Mm. Um, I feel as though those films are generally 90 minutes and it does well. Um, but that, that, that being said, Speed Racer was more than two hours long and that was amazing, but that was also not a traditional... Like getting punched in the back of the retinas film. the entire time. Yeah, yeah. There were no ninjas in this There were no ninjas film. in this one. <laughs> can't that, ima- yeah. I can't imagine where you would put them. In the bar, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, you, you, well, actually, no, you probably couldn't oh, have yeah. ninjas in World War II America. Sorry, I just remembered Rosie O'Donnell's two nerdy, like... Nerdy admirers. Oh, yeah. They the the guys who look like they were the proclaimers. Them. Yeah, the twins, yeah. I think if you were going to put ninjas in this film, uh, you'd have to... Uh, John Lovitz would have had to have been in the scene to go, ha, more like nonjas. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, is this what passes for the standard of a ninja today? Oh, Pathetic. Man. For me, I, I think this is a real solid uh, seven uh, illicit tears out of ten because <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. You don't cry in baseball. Um, and he said that a lot. It was almost as though they knew what the catchphrase of this film was going to be. And they just hammered home on it. But for me, it's a 7 out of 10. It's a really fun film. I would watch it again as well. Mm. I probably wouldn't race out to, to no. watch it again. But if it came on like six months down the line, I'd go, you know what? I do want to watch A League of Their Own. I will watch it and have a good time and watch all these people just make a good film. And, you know, watching the... The, the former players, the real former players all happened there. You know, grandma game at the end was, was really sweet. I actually really loved that. Mm. Uh, it was just it was, so nice. they, were, they were kicking butt. Too. Yeah, you they could tell good. they were... You could, tell, you they, could tell they were professional <laughs> baseballers. They were bloody good. I was like, yeah. damn. Yeah, it was real impressive. Um, so that brings us to the end uh, of our review of A League of Their Own. Kate and Ellen, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thanks, Thanks for having us. And uh, for those of you listening at home... Uh, hey, there's a number of ways to get hold of us. Um, I'm going to bring in the one that involves money first. Uh, Patreon. Uh, we can be found on Patreon. Just search for us, uh, patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. Um, for as little as a dollar a month, you can give us lots of... Um, sorry, we give you lots of extra things. You give us the money, we give you the extra content. You'd think after 200 plus episodes, I'd know how this works. Yeah, uh, yeah there's lots of bonus stuff up there. Um, we have amassed quite the collection of extra material, uh, stuff that gets cut from this podcast. Um, the cutting room floor edition of the Cinema Catch-Up Club with additional bits. Um, there's definitely enough to make a new episode of that. So if you're already a Patreon, watch out for that in coming weeks. Uh, and if you want to hear what that's all about, Get on it! Uh, we're also available to be found on Facebook. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there for updates, news, polls. Um, you know, you can vote and say what films you'd like to see, that sort of thing. And, of course, we can be subscribed to on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all those good places. And uh, if you're in the Perth area, and it's between well, August the 11th and the 14th, um, <laughs> I would recommend going to see the play A Meal. I've got a flyer so for you, it you, you just over here. just tell you the title. No, so no, no. I, this is a genuine play I just happened to come across <laughs> that I've decided I want to talk about. <sighs> Um, we just so happen to have tickets to go and see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just so happen to be in. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Emile uh, La Marquise du e- Châtelet. Emily, maybe? Emily. Even? I keep reading it as yes. it. <laughs> Emily La Marquise du Châtelet defends Sorry. her life tonight would be okay. how that title is actually said. <laughs> I'll say that again then. Uh, go and see Emily La Marquise du Châtelet defends her life tonight, a witty romantic comedy written by Lauren Gunderson and directed by Michelle Ezzy and starring Kate O'Sullivan as... Emily. It's true. That's me. And uh, Voltaire's in it as well. He is in it. Not it the is, real Voltaire. There is an actor. It is Emily's Voltaire. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that is going on. Um, if you want, if you're in the Perth area and you're listening to this um, within a week of this episode coming mm-hmm. out, uh, tickets are available at www.ptt.wa.gov.au um, or via the box office or via the phone number 6212-9292. Thank you for the shameless plug, Stephen. <laughs> that is A-OK. Look. It's we, not the first time and it won't be the last no, time. No, we love doing Did I bring a plugs. flyer tonight for maybe reasons? Yes, yes, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's the first time I've actively read a flyer yeah. on this program. <laughs> it probably doesn't help that the, uh, the title is, uh, you know, a monologue in itself. True. Yeah. Uh, but yes, go along for that. And also, I'm just getting my prep in for... Um, for for shamelessly plugging Clue, <laughs> yes. which is coming. You've already up. done that film, though. We have. You done can that redirect film. people back to the podcast. Yes, but no, uh, that, and then that, say, no, come see the play. Yeah, if you're in the Perth area, oh, that this plug's happening now. Look out for it. It's in September. It stars yours truly. Uh, it also has uh, a regular guest Jason Dolly and directed by another regular guest, uh, Dr. Carmen Dolly. So, look at that. Two plays. If you live hey. locally, book your tickets now. That's all for this week. Uh, until next time. Goodbye. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.